I want to invite your attention. We're going to, our main subject is going to be coming from the book of St. Luke, chapter number 15. Um, by it being uh, for youth, and it's an appreciation for uh, youth, just today I want to invite your attention. We're going to... I think everything's okay, hopefully. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. Anytime the enemy is missing, that's when you know God's going to bless. You know, that, that's my motto, amen. <laughs> that's my motto. Okay? Whenever he's missing, that means God's going to bless. So this works not only for you, but uh, um, it is also for everyone that names the name of Jesus at one time or another. Um, as we've forestated, St. Luke is where we're going to take our base message from. And today we want to talk about uh, the, journey called, the journey home. The journey home. The journey home. I want us to go to the book of Proverbs, chapter number 14. Chapter number 14. Because once we come to the understanding and reading about um, uh, the characters in, in St. Luke, in chapter 15, we want to know how did they really get to work to that point where they are. Uh, because a lot of things transpire uh, in, in that text. And we always seem to um, have our minds already made up how this text has always been taught or preached or whatever. But we want to try to take it in a different way so we can make it more relevant to, to our life today. But first of all, uh, before this young man, he leaves home, and, and that's in Luke chapter 15, we have to see what was the condition, what was going on in order for him to decide to leave and then have to return home. So, therefore, we, we're reading in uh, Proverbs chapter number 4, and we want to look at verse number 14. Proverbs chapter number 14, reading verse number 14. Proverbs chapter 14. Reading at verse number 14, Proverbs chapter 14, Proverbs chapter 14, reading verse number 14. Now, verse 14 says, the backslider in heart shall be filled with his what? Own ways. And a good man shall be satisfied from himself. So the first thing we have to establish before we can dive into St. Luke chapter number 15, dealing with what most people call the prodigal son, how did he get there? Okay? Before that we can end up having to return home, we have to understand there has to be a moving away from the place where we are. Amen? So here he's talking about a back, he was a backslider in heart. And he's filled with his own ways. So I took the liberty of understanding uh, about a backslider, for, especially for young people that don't understand what they, to backslide. That means you're moving away from something. Now, a backslider is one who has backslidden. He has walked away uh, from the ways of God, and he has now withdrawn himself uh, from the things of God. Talking about a backslider. Remember now, it's not just for young people. Amen. Amen. Remember, backsliding don't start in the act. Backsliding starts in the heart. It happens even before we begin to carry out the act. And the next thing is, uh, uh, in regards to a backslider, it says the one who wants war or fought against the world, the devil, and the flesh, but he has retreated from the battle 
And he had sat down in the synagogue of Satan and joined the enemy. That's scary with a backslider, right? You know, you, 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 where you fought against the world before, you fought the devil and you fought your flesh, but now you've retreated from battle. And now you sat down and had a seat in the synagogue of Satan and you've joined forces with the enemy. We're talking about a backslider, okay? Now, the, the next thing we want to say is one who delights in fulfilling the lust of his flesh and the mind. The fulfilling of the flesh and the mind. Talking about the backslider, okay? Now, we must understand some things. How, how do we get there? How did this individual get there? How do we as people get there? Now, we have to understand we have gateways. We have gateways. We have a spiritual gate. We have uh, what we call the soulless gate, and we also have that which is called the, the body gate. Now, there are eight uh, uh, characteristics when it comes down to the spiritual uh, gateway, okay? I want to list these. This is very important because the Lord gave me this, and I thought it was essential and necessary that we understand these spiritual gateways. See, that's why it's so important. We have to be careful what we take in, what we take in. Through the eyes, through the, and what we hear through the ears, and what we, what we take into our mouths, and what we put our hands to. Because, see, we have gateways. Now, that first one we want to talk about is, is the spiritual gateway. Now, the spiritual gateway is where we find revelation, where we find intuitions, where we find uh, operating in the fear of God, where we reverence the Lord, where there's prayer, worship, hope, and faith. That whenever we're operating in though in, in that gateway, in that characteristic, we don't have to worry about being in a backslidden condition because we're worshiping, we're praying, we're, we're operating in faith. We, we will have reverence to God. We have fear of God, and God brings that revelation. And the next thing is that soulless gateway. Now, the soulless gateway is your conscious, your reasoning, your imagination, your mind, it's the emotions and the choice and your will. You know, the Bible, they talked about how it's, um, when it comes down to your emotions, it's your, it has a lot to do with your will. Amen? And, and it has to do a lot with your choices. Now, the third thing is your, your body gateway. And it has to do with your five senses. Your touch, the taste, smell, the sight, and the hearing. Now, listen to this. Now, they, they are all designed specifically for the body. Now, the body is designed to be slave and servant to the soul. In other words, the body is designed to be a slave and a servant to our emotions, our choices, and our will. Now, the soul, uh, it is designed to be a slave and a servant to the spirit. Okay? Now, when that is out of order, then we got problems. Amen. You got a problem when that's out of order. When, when, your, when, your, when your spirit man uh, 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 is not properly connected to the soulless man and your body, then we, we find ourselves out of order, and, and, and that creates a problem. Now, the, the, let me give you this. The gateway is a place of authority where dominion is exercised. I remember Dr. Manley preaching this word. He says, whoever has your ear holds your future. Amen. Whoever has your ear holds your future. Okay? So we got to understand about how significant these gateways are. Because, see, when, you, when you're operating in the wrong uh, gateway, then 
Whoever is, is, is having dominion or authority over you will rule who you are, and then they become your Lord. Amen? Now, let's go now to Luke chapter number 15. Well, we, Luke chapter number 15. Luke 15. Luke chapter number 15. Remember now, we've got these gateways. You know, you get your spiritual, you get your soulish, and you have the body. And the proper order is the body is a slave and a servant to the soul. The soul is a, a slave and a servant unto the spirit. And then the spirit is a slave and a servant unto God. Amen. So we, as long as we're understanding that. So now we get to understand how did this young man get to where he is. In St. Luke chapter number 15. And let's begin reading at verse number 11. Verse 11 says, and he said, a, Jesus is speaking. He says, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living. So the first thing has taken place here, because you've got to understand how, what's going on. He is now operating in a backsliding condition. And the reason why we know that, the first thing happens when we move away from God is that we detach ourselves from the Father. We detach ourselves from God. See, when we, when we find ourselves not in worship, when we find ourselves not in prayer, when we find ourselves uh, not in reverence or the fear of God and not receiving the revelation of God, we are slowly detaching ourselves from the Father. We are detaching from the Father. Amen? So it's important that we understand what is going on because we are talking about the journey home. Before we get to the journey coming home, we get to understand we got to leave home first. Amen? So he makes a, he makes a request. He makes a request. I want what, what belongs to me. That's what he said. He goes to his father, and in the source of all riches, he goes there and he says, Listen, I want my, I want my goods. I, 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 want my, I want my stuff, okay? Then the next thing that happens in his journey is this. He asks for what we call his inheritance. He says, Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And, and of course, he says, the Bible says, he divides his living with him. Now, he wants his inheritance. Normally, when somebody dies is when you get the inheritance, right? But now he wants it ahead of time. You know? And back in those days, that was one of the things that, that the sons could get their inheritance, okay, before the death comes. But he finds himself in a bad situation because when we begin to look at Galatians chapter number 4, if we don't mind going there, because there's a situation here in Galatians chapter number 4, that helps him along the way. Amen? Because he thinks, like most youth, that we can handle it, right? <laughs> and yeah, you know, we, we think we know more than mama. We know more than daddy. We, we, we think, okay, you know, um, they, they, they old and they got the wrong mindset and all this stuff, you know. Anybody's children there? <laughs> I just got to laugh, right? <laughs> well, you know, they, they, they think they know more than we do. We've been there already. Amen? we got a trophy and a T-shirt. Amen. We've we, we been there. Amen. Amen. I see some expressions on, on these young people. Amen. Amen. Now, Galatians chapter number 4. Now, 
Why do you think that that inheritance remains for a certain period of time before it's released? That means all of your goods. Amen. Galatians chapter number 4 says this. It says, now I say that the heir, as long as he's a what? A child. Hmm. He differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Even though it belongs to him, yet he's, he's still a child because he's not ready. There's some things we're just not ready for. Amen. If you can't handle it, <laughs> you know, you're not ready for it. Amen. So here he says, you know, the child differs no, nothing different from, from, a, from a servant. He said, though he be Lord of all. But then he says, but is under what? Tutors and governors until the time appointing of the Father. In other words, there has to be some guardianship. I mean, some spiritual guardianship. See, if, we, if, if we're not under that, the, um, the umbrella of, of prayer and, and, and worship and, and, and hearing the Word of God and all of these things, then we can find ourselves when we've moved away, we're in that childlike state. Amen. So here it is now uh, uh, when it comes down to having that mindset of a child. Now, you've got, you got to have some, some authority over it. Amen? It's, it's just like, okay, I hear you, Holy Spirit. It's just like giving your child the car keys at 13 years old, 14 years old, and they don't have a driving license warrant and tell them to go ahead and go to the grocery store. Amen? You know, they, there's no guardianship there at all. Amen? You know, they, 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 you know, why do you think that uh, they tell you to uh, get a permit first before you get some license? Well, you've got to be trained, right? <laughs> you know, somebody got to be in the car with you before you kill up a whole lot of folk. Amen. You know, some of us may have done it, and some of us may have, all, you know, allowed our children to do it, drive without license. Surely we don't do that here, right? Amen. Amen. Surely we don't. Amen. Okay. So, but it's as long as it's a child, so you can't receive that inheritance. Now, verse 3 in Galatians 4 says, Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. As long as we have a childlike mind, we are in bondage to the elements of this world. Influence. Influence. You have influence. I'm going to give you a, a, a personal experience uh, from, from true story from a mother's point of view. Amen. I have a daughter, I think she's 39, I think my granddaughter corrected me yesterday, she's 39 now. But at the time she got her first car, she was 16 years old. Of course, I was totally against giving a child a car at 16. Because I felt at that point, you know, she was not mature enough. Amen. And so I, I gave her specific uh, 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 stipulations what she could and could not do. Number one was if you drive to school, you don't put nobody in that car but you. Amen. Nobody goes in there except you. And the reason being, if you have an accident in that car and somebody's get hurt, they're ready to sue not you because you don't have no money. They're ready to sue you and your mama, your daddy, your grandpa, whatever you got, they're ready to take it. Well, of course now, by her being in that immature state, a lot of times we as parents want to love, we like to give our kids things when they're not ready. Amen. Well, I learned, and I always tell the Holy Spirit told me, <laughs> I learned that she, as she left school one day, she had a car full of people. Amen. And wasn't long, I got a telephone call from my neighbor. And she said, well, Mama, how would you find out? I said, the Holy Spirit told me. 
what the Holy Spirit did, because the Holy Spirit allowed my neighbor to see her going down the road, amen, with a car full of people. And so what I did was, what I did, because she acted like a child, she wasn't mature enough, what back in the day, and I've shared this before, uh, she had to ride the school bus for the next three weeks. Because, see, they call that the cheese wagon. She didn't want to ride the school bus, okay? So that, that's what I had to do. Now, go and let's look at 1 Corinthians, um, 1 Corinthians chapter, I think it's chapter number 13, dealing with this child, amen? Because we got to deal with this journey home. 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. Yeah, one verse in, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, then we'll, we'll, go back, we'll go back to Luke. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, it says this. When I was a child, I spake as a what? A child. I understood as a child. So that means there's some difference there. Okay? Then it says that I thought as a what? Child. But when I became a what? A man, I put away what? Childish things. I put away childish things. See, well, as long as we, we get that mindset of, uh, as a child, then we will continue to do things we ought not to do. But when we become matured, then we will put away childish things. Amen? All right. So this is one of the things that was wrong with this, this, this son, that he's a builder, that he had not put away childish things because he wanted to experience the world, right? Now, how many young people have said, I can't wait to get out in front of this rule in this house. Oh, I see hands going up. Hey, man. So I can get out there and do what I want to do. Well, baby, I'm about to tell you what's going to happen when we go that route and we're not ready to go that route. Now, God didn't put this, this, this story in, in the Bible for nothing, right? Amen. It's, it's here for a reason. Now, let's go back to Luke and, and, and St. Luke chapter 15 and let's look at some more now. Now, remember now, he, he's in a backslidden condition. He, he, won't, he, he asked the father for his inheritance. He thought he could handle it. You know how it is? We, well, Mama, Dad, well, I can handle this. I, I got this. Well, do we really? <laughs> do, do, do we really? Amen? Now, l- let's, let's look what happens here. Now, the Bible says in verse number 12, say, And the young of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that, that falleth for me. And he divided them unto his living. Now, verse 13 says, And not, how, how long? Not many days, not many days after the younger son gathered all together, and he took his journey into a far country, and there he wasted his substance on with righteous living. Now, here he is now. He gets his inheritance. He takes off. And all of a sudden now, he's in a far country. Well, what is that far country? What is a far country? Uh, the far country here represents the, the separation of, of man from God. He's in a wilderness state of mind. And then he's operating independently from the divine guidance of God. 
He's operating independent. He's going to far country. Anytime we move away from God, the, the, those spiritual things that's in that gateway, we are operating in a far country, and we're moving ourselves farther and farther away from God. And whenever we do that, the next thing that happens is waste comes. Amen? We, we, we'll lose everything. He, he wasted his inheritance. Amen? He, he wasted it because his mindset was not where it needed to be. He had separated his mind from God. There was no prayer. There was no revelation. There was no worship. You know, there was no hope. There was no faith. He was in a condition. Amen. Because he chose to leave the Father's house. Amen. See, a lot of times we leave the natural man as far as the Father's house. But God says the, the Father way first begins with the Father. Because, see, when you fall away from the Father, when you fall away from God, naturally you're not going to obey your earthly parents. Right? Amen. Because there's nothing there that will guide you or bring fear and reverence. Because, see, the Bible does talk about in the book of Ephesians uh, about children. But when you disrespect your child or your parents, you shorten your days. And, see, sometimes we, 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 we as children don't understand that. Uh, I'm, I'm looking around, I'm seeing all these young deaths here lately. I mean, if, if there are accidents and, and, and uh, young people are dying on the road and, and, and buses are up, just cutting and having, people are just, young people are just dying everywhere. See, we've got to understand what's really going on. God is true to his word. He says if we disrespect our parents, amen, we are shortening our lifespan. Well, well, you may be supposed to live to be 65, 70, 80. You might end up living, uh, living to be 20, sometimes 16, sometimes 18. God's word is not a lie. God's word is true. So, so that's where, where the fear and the reverence of God comes from. You know, if I say the wrong thing to my parents, amen, and yeah, I know the other part in the scripture says parents do not, do not provoke your children to wrath, because you know some of them can, can grab a scripture too, because see, they do have some intellect, right? Amen. So they will try to use that scripture on you. Amen. But the main thing is what God is saying about you as, as a child, as an individual. Amen. Now, now, now let's look at this story. Let's, let's follow this young man that, that thought he knew which way he wanted to go. He gets what he thought he wanted. He wastes it. Okay. It says on righteous living. You know. Now, let, let's continue because he's moved away from God. Now, look at verse number 14. Verse 14 says, and when he had, what, spent all. You know, we don't know when to stop. Amen. You know, it's just like a shopaholic, right? You, you don't know when to stop. Amen. Because the word of God says the eyes of man is never satisfied. We, we were always in a state of want. Always in a state of want. Now, here we go. Now, verse number 14 says, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be what? Be, began to be in want. Mm -mm 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 -mm. In other words, when he had depleted all of his resources. Now, God will let you run. God will let you hang out there until you deplete all your resources. Now, the first resource is the spiritual thing. The first resource is your revelations, 
It's your, it's, it's your intuitions, the fear of God, your prayer, your worship, your hope and faith. That's the first thing. The first thing that will go in a backslider is your spiritual condition. Amen. And that's the last thing that will come back. Okay? That that is what will happen. That, that, that spiritual situation. Amen. Uh, that spiritual situation will come. Amen. And then and the next thing the Bible says he talks about, and when he has spent all that can that mighty famine. See, when we deplete everything that we have, the, the, the spiritual riches of God, now the next thing will begin to happen, we'll begin to eat from the body. You remember now you're talking about the gateways? We talk about the spiritual, you know, we talk about the soulish man, and we talk about the body. Now, the body, uh, the, in Genesis chapter 2 says God formed man out of dust, right? Okay, so if he's formed out of dust, dust has no ingredients. So what's happening is he's eating from his own self. In other words, there's no nutrients there, so he's eating nothing. Amen? It, for me, it's like this. I always say this, and I don't know about other kids, and I got nothing against eating cereal. But I'm a meat and potatoes person, and grits and eggs and bacon and all that stuff. Because when it comes down to eating cereal, for me, less than an hour and a half or two hours later, I'm hungry again. Amen. So I need some substance. Amen. So when you eat from your body, when you eat from, from, from that ingredient on the inside of you, you don't have anything because it's made from dust. See, the Bible said Jesus had to breathe into man and he became a living soul. And see, what he had done was he had removed himself from the one that breathes into him and makes him a living soul. Amen? Can, can we handle that? Amen? All right, now, now, now I, I got so excited about this word, y'all. It, it, it just really, it really just did something on the inside of me. All right, now, let's go to verse number 15 in St. Luke chapter number 15. Now, 15 says, and when he went, remember now, he's, he's in want. He's in, whenever... Whenever we separate ourselves from God, what happens is we will always find ourselves in want. And we will try to put earthly things on a spiritual altar and it won't work. Because see, the body is, designed, is, is the body's spirit. We are spirit beings and the only thing that can satisfy it is spirit. But so we continually put earthly things on, on our spiritual altar, and we are never satisfied. So what happens when we're never satisfied? All right, thank you for asking. Now, verse number uh, 15 says, And he went and he joined himself into a citizen of that country, key. And he sent him into whose field? His field to feed swine. That's verse number 15. Okay, now what's going on here? He joins himself to a citizen of that country. In other words, he connects himself with kindred spirits, something just like him. I mean, kindred spirits. And then the Bible talks about how he, he connected himself with, with his surroundings. Any time that we're out of the will of God, then what happens, we will connect ourselves with things that will satisfy our own selfish desires. And so that's what he did. And, and what really got me is this. Now, verse uh, um, 15, when it talks about he went and he joined himself into a citizen of that country, and he went into his field and to feed swines. Now, what he did was, now, what Seth does, see, the, that self is a key element here. When God has moved out of the way, self will cause us to begin to eat from our own flesh. 
Amen. Because see, then we begin to uh, take on that animal-type spirit, that had that animal-type appetite. So he says here, he's a, he sends him to, to eat, uh, uh, to feed from swines. You know, that, that animal nature. You know, we, in other words, we'll do anything. Amen. Now, let's go to the book of Jude. Jude is, keep your place in St. Luke 15. Now, Jude, the book of Jude, is right before the book of Revelation. Now, Revelation is the very last book in the Bible. Amen. So the book of Jude only has one chapter. And it's right before the book of Revelations. All right? Only has one chapter. Amen? Now, we're going to begin reading in verse number 10. Remember now, our self will cause us to eat from that animal appetite. You know, the things that self desires. Okay? Now, the book of Jude, verse number 10 says, But these speak evil of those things which they know not. We're going to look at the B clause. It says, but what they know naturally as brute beasts and those things they corrupt themselves. See, when we move away from God and we begin to go into, join ourselves with that citizenship of the fleshly desire, then we become corrupt. See, he had become corrupt. He had become corrupt in his spirit because he had detached himself from God. Amen. Now, so, so we got to understand now, we become that brute beast. That brute, you know what a brute beast is? A beast, you know, that animalistic, having an appetite, that animalistic appetite, willing to, to eat anything, do anything. It doesn't matter. Amen. See, because we are far from God, that means we'll be exposed and we'll surround ourselves and we will include ourselves in anything that will satisfy the flesh. Amen. Anybody been there? Amen. Are all we all up here so holy that, you know, everything's, you know, we done done it all right. You know what I'm saying? We hadn't eaten from, from, from that old nasty spirit. Amen. We've eaten from that old nasty spirit. And the reason why is because of that backsliding condition. Mm-hmm. We've moved away from the things of God, those spiritual things. Now, let's go back to Luke. Let's, let, let's go back. Let's, let's go back to St. Luke chapter 15. Now, Understand something. Self will send you out there to do his duty. Self will send you out there to do anything <laughs> well, because that's his territory. Amen. Self will. Amen. A self apart from God is dangerous. Amen. I mean, self apart from God will cause you to have a wreck. And I'm not talking about on 85. <laughs> it will wreck your soul. Amen. It will wreck your soul, okay? Now, here we go now. Now, 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 let's, let's look at some more. Because I, 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 he, he, all this has to take place, but he still got to come home. See, in that journey of uh, uh, going away, see, God wants us to know how we get to a place. And, but God is so gracious, he will allow us to come back home. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But look at what he had to go through. When he left God. Think about the things we have gone through when we have left God. Amen. I mean, we have really put ourselves through some stuff. Amen. We've really gone through some things. Now, now, and the swines is even with the lowest of the lowest. In other words, you hang out with anything. Amen. Wow, boy, we cry. Okay. All right. Now, St. Luke chapter number 15. Now, let's look at verse number 17. And here's the beauty. Getting ready now, 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 about the journey coming home. 
there comes a time in our lives when, when God will allow us to go through what we go through, or we send ourselves through those things because we ourselves detach ourselves from God. Amen? Because we, in the, remember, backsliding starts where? In the heart first. It, not, it does not start in the action. We can be sitting in the pew, be at church every Sunday, and we can be backslidden in our hearts. Amen. You can backslide right there. Because after a while, all of a sudden, you'll show up all those actions. Well, what I thought, no, it started in the heart. But praise be to God, verse number 17. Verse 17 says, and when he did what? Came to himself. He said, how many hired servants of my father have bread and have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. Now what's happening is when he's in that condition, he's at the lowest of his condition, he's in his lowest state, he remembers the provisions of the Father. <laughs> you know, hey, I ain't got to live like this. <laughs> I don't have to live like, live like this. You know, you know I, 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 I can remember. You see, what happens is that all of a sudden when, when, when things get so bad, so bad, all of a sudden you begin to remember the goodness of Jesus Christ. Amen. You begin to remember all those spiritual resources that you had. That, that according to God's word, He says, He says, this, He says, I'll supply your every need according to His riches and glory. See what happens here? He began to remember the riches. <laughs> Hallelujah! He began to remember all those provisions that He had. He said, "It's better for me to be a servant." He said, "I'm willing to do that." He said, "Even the servants got it better than me, and I'm supposed to be a son." But see, he couldn't handle his inheritance. He got it before time. So, so a lot of young people that can't wait to, to leave home, <laughs> they ready to go. Well, baby, once you get out there, it's a, it's a rude awakening. Amen. And if you look at every individual and every adult, they will tell you if they tell you the truth that it is a rude awakening when you're out there on your own, you've got to provide for yourself, and you think everybody's going to be there for you. Oh, no, it don't work that way. It does not work that way. Amen? And if truth be told, then if they would just be honest enough, and tell some of the things that we actually gone through, it would scare you from wanting to leave home. Amen. It will, it will cause you to be afraid, to, especially to leave home without God. It's one thing to, 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 to leave and leave with God, but it's even more dangerous to leave without God. I had a conversation yesterday with, 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 with my little grandson. He's... he's He's 13. He's in middle school, and I don't know how we got there on the conversation. But anyway, we were there, and then Dr. Mano was talking to, to uh, uh, Minister Adams. And um, I don't know how we even got there. Oh, something he said, something about woman. And, um, and I'm like, what did you say? So I began to question him about some things that goes on in school. I began to ask him about uh, homosexuality in the school. Now, he, remember, he's in middle school. So what he says to me, he says, it's multiple. I said, what you mean it's multiple? In other words, it had multiplied itself. It had multiplied itself. So then I began to tell him what the Word of God says in the book of Romans. And then he began to repeat to me, and, and he says, well, Grandma is like this. He said, the Bible says that it's an abomination unto the Lord. I said, well, that's right. I said, now, if you approach, you make sure you back up and tell him, no, that's not what God says. Amen. 
So that is so very, very, very important. So, so when you get out there, you, you mean, you're going to be faced with a whole lot of things. And you're going to have to make some decisions. Amen. Mama not going to be there. Daddy's not going to be there. <laughs> Whoever you relied on won't be there. And you've got to be, have a solid, uh, uh, solid uh, foundation, thank you, Holy Spirit, in the Lord. Amen. Because you're going to be faced with a whole lot of things. You're going to have to make a whole lot of decisions now. That, that mama can't, you can't always pick up the phone, but you can always call Jesus. You can always call God. You can always call on the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will tell you what's right, what's wrong, and what decisions to make. And sometimes the Holy Spirit might just say, wait. My devotion this morning told me, he said, wait. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but but the, the thing is, we've got to make sure our foundation is right, young people, when we go where we're going. Amen? When we move away, when we, whatever the situation, even in our schools, you still got to have a solid foundation. Even at 13 years old, and they're faced with some decisions and situations they're faced with, even in elementary school. See, you've got to have a solid foundation. You've got to. Or else you're going to mess around and lose your way. And when you, whenever you lose your way, the Holy Spirit will bring this message back to your remembrance. I remember what that old crazy woman talked about. And here I am. I, at that point, I was like, mm, I don't want to hear that. But you know what happens when you, when you hit, because we've all done it. Every adult in this room has done it. And some of us got trophies and T-shirts like me. In other words, we're at the top of the game. We did it. You know, we thought we knew, and we messed up. Amen. We might as well be honest and truthful. Don't, don't ever make your children think, oh, you, got, you lived a perfect life. No, the devil is a lie. Because we all have done some things, been some places that we ought not have been. Listen, be honest. Let them know. Let them know truth. Amen. Let them know truth. Black is black and white is white. I'm not talking about color either. I'm not talking about racial situations. I mean, I'm talking about in the sense of being right and wrong. Amen. So you, you, you've got to have that. You, you've got to have that. But see, even in, the beauty of it, even when we do make wrong decisions, because I don't want to leave you with just, oh, it's going to be so bad. But see, that, there's this thing called grace. <laughs> that, that, that's this thing called grace that, that God has, that, 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 that divine uh, pull on your heart and your spirit. So let's just let you know, hey, now, baby, you know, uh, it's all right. Come on. Come on. Go this way. You know, pick yourself up, wash yourself off, and watch God, watch me. So, so the Holy Spirit will allow you to come to yourself when you get so low and you find yourself doing things you ought not to do. Amen, amen. Now, St. Luke, St. Luke, verse number 16, verse number 18, he says this, you know, he says, uh, 18, he says, I will arise. He gets a revelation. In other words, he gets a revelation, revelation and he decides to reposition himself. He moved to another stance because, see, we have to understand, even at an early age, our seat is in heavenly places. We, we just sit in low places, but that's not what we're supposed to be. <laughs> we are joined as with Christ, and we are seated where he is. Amen? And because we're seated where he is now, we're in heavenly places, and it says oh, the principalities and all that stuff, it is under us. Amen? 
So, so we've got to understand where our seat is. Amen. But he comes to that understanding. He's, I'm going to get up. He's, I'm going to go back to my father. And, he's, and then he says, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. First thing, you got to acknowledge to God, God, hey, I messed up. Messed up. Acknowledgement. You know, you, you have to acknowledge. You know, deliver me from somebody that's going to go on with, go on with it. There's no acknowledgement to God. He, he acknowledges to God. He said, I've sinned. Then he said, I did it right before you. And then verse 19 says, and we're almost done. It says, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. He said, make me as one of thy hired servants. See, we've got to watch this. See, right here in, in that particular verse, I hear your Holy Spirit. The enemy had crept right in. Because, see, he had a mindset to get up uh, and go back to his father's house. But then in verse number 19, all of a sudden he said, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. You know, the enemy will tell you, well, you done messed up too bad. He'll tell you you ain't no good. See, he'll put that thought in your mind. That's why the Bible says we've got to cast that imagination down. Amen? It has to be cast down. Because that's the devil speaking. Amen? See, we are, we are sons of God. Amen? We are builders. We are builders. We've got to know when the enemy is talking. We've got to be able to recognize those voices. And then verse number 20 says, watch this now. This is when you get one over on the devil and you can kind of hop, leap, and jump. Verse number 20 says, and he arose. See, even though the enemy will speak, you've got to cast that, that imagination off. You've got to cast that thought off. And then you've got to get up. Because the Bible says in 20, and he arose and he came to his father. But when he was yet a great ways off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. You see, even in the midst of the, uh, even in the midst of what he was going through and what he did, the father was still there. He saw him from afar off. He saw him when he was in that far country, when he was separated from God. See, see, God always got his eye on you. I don't care where you are. God always has his eye on you. And God said, I'm just waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting till they get enough of self. Because, see, self will have you down there eating with the pigs. Amen. Self will do that. So, so the Bible says it. He said, and he arose and he came to his father. But when he, he was yet a great ways off, the father saw him and had compassion. He ran and he fell on his neck and he kissed him. And verse 21 says, And the son said unto his father, I have sinned against heaven. Wow. That's scary. When he moved away from God, he sinned. The first sin was against heaven. That's scary. I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. The enemy is still playing. But watch what the father does. Now, this is how what, the journey back home. The father does this in verse number, verse number 22. He says, but the father said to his servants, bring him the what? The best robe. Bring him the best robe. Well, what that mean? He says, bring him the best robe. And then he says, put a ring on his, on his hand and shoes on his feet. So what God says is this. He said, now, when we return home, he said, when he talked about putting on that best robe, put on the best robe, now he's going to continue to close us with righteousness, but that robe represents the renewing of your mind because see, you need a mind change. 
Because when you get a mind, until you get a mind change, until you get a mind change, you'll continue doing the same thing over and over and over, right? It's just like this. It, uh, I think uh, the slogan is uh, one that we always hear. You keep on doing the same thing over and over, you're going to get the same results, right? Amen. I always tell the young people, listen, you can lie about them grades if you want to, but the proof is going to come when that report card comes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's, that's when it's going to show. It's going to tell. It's going to tell on you then. Amen. But here he says. He says this. He said now uh, he's going to give him a, a renewed mind. And once he gets that that renewed mind, because you're going to need that renewed mind not to go back out there again. Because see now you you're home. You're back home. You've been welcomed back home. And then he says this. He says now I want you to put a ring on his finger. Now, everybody's ever been married or been in any type of relationship know that a ring represents divine love. So, so he says, I'm going to show divine love to him to let him know how much I love him. And then he says, put the shoes on his feet. God said, now it's time to, 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 to uh, give him understanding. Because once he has the understanding, what's the understanding that I need? The understanding that I need is this, that the steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. See, once you get that understanding, you know, once you get that, that the love of God, amen, and once you get that renewed mind, then you'll know that God is ordering or has ordered your steps. So it's very important, young people, it's very important, very important, that if we stray off path, always remember the Father is waiting, and he's waiting with open arms. And not only open arms, but he's waiting with love. And he's waiting to give you that renewed mind and to order your steps. And, and how my steps going to be ordered? As the song says, order my steps in your word. See, the answer how to walk is in the word. And every decision that we make is in the word. Every answer to every decision we need to make, it is in the word. Our, the journey home. The journey home. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 I, I, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that you all are able to receive from the word of God. Because see, it's so important that we as young people and adults understand how we get out there. And first place, remember now, it comes from that backsliding heart. It's in the heart. We move away from God, moving away from God. But the beauty of it, God loves us so much that we can return home. Amen.